Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Also brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today we chat with the Saskatchewan Minister of Agriculture about border blockades, Ottawa's invoking of the Emergency Measures Act, and record farm exports in 2021 from Saskatchewan. We also talk with the president of the Canadian Cattlemen's Association about border blockades and the impact on the livestock industry. We have a feature on glyphosate shortages and the new carbon tax bill. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. It appears the Coots Alberta protest is winding down. The majority of semis, farm equipment and other vehicles left the border area yesterday afternoon, just hours after RCMP arrested 12 people and seized a stash of weapons. In an interview with a reporter with the Globe and Mail newspaper, one protester said he was surprised that weapons were found in the area. He added that it started out as a peaceful protest and they wanted it to end that way. Agriculture Minister David Merritt is concerned about border blockades. Merritt says maintaining the flow of farm exports and farm inputs is important for the rural economy. But he does not agree with the Prime Minister's decision to introduce the Emergency Measures Act, saying it is not necessary. Well, obviously, we're, you know, we're concerned, uh, you know, Saskatchewan feels that there's obviously there's measures that, you know, can be taken, you know, prior to this. Uh, we obviously saw it with uh, what happened on the Windsor Bridge and, and now it's open and traffic is flowing. You know, we feel obviously that people do have the right to protest. We know that. But we also feel that they, you know, shouldn't be breaking the law. And that's, uh, you know, the position the premier's taken and, uh, and our government. What's your thoughts on the border blockades that have put a halt well, to shipments at Coots, Alberta, and Emerson, Manitoba? Well, obviously, it's it's concerning when you see the flow of, of product moving back and forth, especially from an ag perspective, Jim. And I'll you know I'll speak to that side of it. You know, we have live animals uh, going back and forth all the time. It's it's a big industry, you know, for Western Canada into the United States and uh, and also ag products. So you know we're getting to that year time of year where you know farmers are ordering product and looking for you know delivery and are concerned about that. So there's that side of it that we're concerned about. But, you know, we did see product moving through, uh, you know, and, and traffic moving. And it's our understanding Coots will be open and traffic moving there too as well. So 
uh, we understand, you know, the frustration in all sectors and the concerns around that and, and the role of and the position that the federal government has taken. But, you know, our premier said that obviously, you know, we, we do respect the right to protest, but also concerned about, you know, law enforcement and, uh, and breaking the law. On the weekend, eight farm groups, uh, Canadian Cattlemen's Association, Canadian Federation of Agriculture, the Canadian Pork Council, put out a release joining forces to say the border blockades have to stop. Uh, you, 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 what are your thoughts on that? Well, well I mean, you know, and then all we, all we wanted to say, we could understand the frustration around it and, and, and the concerns around it, but obviously we do also want to make sure the product is moving both ways, and that's the reality of it. Obviously, there's measures that can be taken with, by law enforcement and uh, without, you know, an emergency act being in, imposed. So that's the position of the, of the province of Saskatchewan. We felt there's measures that can be used without using the emergency act. Now, on another topic, Saskatchewan is reporting record agricultural exports for 2021. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, we're excited about it, Jim, and I think it just goes to show to everybody just the importance of agriculture to not only this province, but to the country and to the world. And, you know, when you see it increasing the way it has to over $17 billion, uh, our, obviously our goal target is for 2030 is to hit $20 billion, and that's looking more and more like a reality and could probably happen sooner, and I hope it does. So I think it just speaks well that the industry here, the ag industry here in the province has done a fantastic job of marketing. You know, we're, we're recognized globally as high-quality food, and that's kind of what we're doing. And growing it in an environmentally sustainable manner, which many countries around the world are really starting to recognize. So this just speaks well for the ag sector here in the province of Saskatchewan and what the ag sector is doing to uh, increase productivity and obviously increasing their bottom line as well. What do you see are some of the key highlights, the, the real highlights out of this report? Well, obviously, there's some great things. I mean, you look at, the, you know, the canola side. I mean, uh, you know, it was decades ago when we were the breadbasket of the world growing wheat. Now it's, uh, it's so many other commodities, uh, you know, above that. And canola obviously leads the, leads the way. When you look at canola seed at just under $4 billion and canola oil at just about $3 billion, you know, it's in, incredible. And you're seeing the pulse industry growing where it is. And it's phenomenal to see that kind of lentils at just $1.7 billion and peas at a billion dollars. So we're seeing so much diversification in the ag sector and seeing it growing to to that extent that it's it's got nowhere to go but up and it's going to continue to do that. And you look at the around the world. I mean, the United States still leads the way as far as imports of egg commodities out of the province of Saskatchewan at, you know, well over $4 billion, you know, and then China obviously second at just under $4 billion at $3.6 billion. So, but what we're seeing too is increase in diversity in the market share where we're really working hard to develop markets in other countries and you're seeing that grow Jim and I think that's an important factor where we're not so reliant on one or two countries but really diversifying the market and giving opportunities for other countries to see what we're doing here and really coming getting the access to high quality food. That's Agriculture Minister David Merritt. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Seedmaster. No matter what you grow, Seedmaster has the ultimate seeding solutions for better crops and bigger profits. Seedmaster.ca The president of the Canadian Cattlemen's Association says it's time for border disruptions to end. Bob Lowe has joined with seven other farm organizations to call on governments to restore the flow of goods and animals across the U.S. border. 
Lowe says the prolonged protests are disrupting the flow of livestock and other farm-related products. Because we need trade. Um, you know, I'll, I can speak for the beef industry. 50% of what we produce in Canada and 80% of what we produce in Alberta goes outside of either the province or the country. So as soon as you disrupt trade flows, that costs the entire sector. Starts costing money and in a very short time costs the sector a lot of money. I spoke with CCA President Bob Lowe yesterday afternoon before Ottawa invoked the Emergency Measures Act and the reopening of the Coots border crossing. But he said the blockade had already affected cattle markets. It's already had an impact on the fat cattle. Uh, maybe not the prices, but the time. You know, the, the packages are slowed down so you can't get the cattle processed in a timely manner. And, and when you're looking at, you know, dollar eighty. $1.50 a pound gain, you know, $4, $5 a day to feed these things. It's, it class that up pretty fast. Lowe says Western Canada is also relying on U.S. feed coming north to deal with shortages caused by drought this past year. He was asked about the reopening of the Ambassador Bridge on Sunday at the Windsor border crossing. <laughs> well, it has to be open. You know, these guys... Uh, this started out as a protest, and I think a very valid protest in some people's minds. I mean, we have a democracy, we have the right to protest, but that doesn't mean we have the right to create illegal blockades. And that that's where where we things see things going sideways is when it starts disrupting trade, it starts disrupting the economy of the whole nation. And that's, I mean, anybody can see that's really not a good thing. Lowe was asked about the protest in Ottawa. I've got friends in Ottawa that are really sick of laying in bed all night listening to truck horns blow. You know, when, when you get to that point, when, when, it's, when a protest turns into where most of the population, it looks like to me, is quickly going away from the side of the protesters, you're kind of fighting a losing battle. Protesting is one thing, but when it becomes an illegal act, that's a totally different thing. Bob Lowe is a cattle producer south of Calgary and president of the Canadian Cattlemen's Association. Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bebeau has released a statement following a decision by the Prime Minister to invoke the Emergency Measures Act. Bebeau says border blockades are affecting the safe movement of livestock, feed and goods, and adversely affecting Canada's food supply chain. She met with industry leaders yesterday who said the blockade is having a significant impact on the livelihood of Canadian farm families and businesses who cannot sustain any more delays. She says there are serious risks to animal welfare and there must be a smooth flow of livestock and feed ingredients across the border. She adds there's also the risk of spoilage of perishable goods and the blockades need to end to avoid food loss and waste. She said a thank you to the vast majority of truckers who are on the job and keeping essential supply chains moving. While she respects the rights of Canadians to protest, she says the unlawful occupation of major boarding crossings must end. She says the hardworking truckers are essential to the function of the agricultural and food supply chain. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your Real Agriculture Update. 
The Saskatchewan Stock Growers Foundation, along with Real Agriculture, invite you to join us for a webinar on conservation easements on Thursday, March 3rd at 8 o'clock central. Find out more and register for the webinar at realagriculture.com slash SSGF. Sean Haney here with realagriculture.com and Real Ag Radio. I am joined right now by Kent Backus. He's a Senior Director of International Trade and Market Access for the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. Okay, so let, let's talk about the, the trade situation right now globally for beef. You know, if you look at exports in 2021 for for the U.S. and, and even, you know, I, I know you probably don't even watch some of the Canada numbers, but they were strong as well. 2021 was a good year year for beef exports. What has driven that? And uh, look ahead to the future a little bit. What do you expect in 2022 for beef demand abroad? I mean, for, for 2021, I, I, I'm, I'm still in awe at our final numbers. We, we exceeded $10.5 billion, which is, it, it blows away our, our old record by leaps and bounds. And, you know, that attributes to about $407 per head. And for us, that's, that's pretty sizable. I know for Canada, you know, you export about 50% of uh, of your overall beef product, it's about close to eight hundred dollars a head. But for us in the U.S., we're we're only selling about fifteen percent to foreign consumers. And so, as we start to see that develop, you know, we're really excited about it. But I think you know, twenty twenty one was a combination of, of of a lot of factors. You know, first and foremost, <clears throat> you got tight global beef supplies. And, you know, with, uh, with South America's uh, inability to, to produce, with Australia still in recovery, but strong global demand, protein demand, uh, you know, that really created an opportunity for us in the beef sector. Uh, but we were able to capitalize on it because we've been able to secure some really good trade deals lately. And um, it opened up Japan even further for us. You know, we're still we still have a, a significant advantage in Korea. Those are our two biggest export markets. But the real game, <clears throat> the real game changer was China. And having that phase one agreement, it removed a lot of those barriers that that opened up a market that is desperate for protein. And uh, it allowed us to be able to, to step in and capitalize on that. So, you know, overall, <clears throat> it was a really good year for us. We want to see that continue into 2022. Uh, but it was a combination of things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's what we have to explain to our people. You know, trade agreements don't guarantee success. But what they do is they give you the opportunity to compete and to capitalize on conditions like we saw in 2021. Yeah, so speaking of China, there's been a lot of focus right now across many of the, the commodities, beef included. You know, Did China live up to the phase one agreement that was negotiated by the Trump administration? You know, depending on which analysts and economists, they have a little bit of a different take on, on meeting these commitments. How, how does NCBA feel about it? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think it all is about perspective. And, and some of that's been politicized lately. When you talk about, you know, from the, the Trump administration's vantage point, this is this is the best deal ever. When you talk about uh, you know, the Biden administration, it's more of that, well, it's not good enough. It's not living up to expectations. But for us in the beef industry, you know, the China, uh, the phase one agreement with China has been really good. Uh, it removed the hormone restrictions, removed our BSE uh, restrictions. Uh, it really loosened up a lot of the, uh, the issues we have with traceability and it it also meant that the Food Safety Inspection Service for USDA was the, would, would have the authority to approve everyone for export rather than having China come in and handpick, you know, certain packing facilities. <clears throat> so for us, you know, the agreement's been very good. You know, China, uh, conservatively, we were estimating that in a few years, China would be a $1 billion market for us. 
And within the first two years, it's a $1.5 billion market. It's, it's just, un, it's uncanny just mm -hmm. how strong demand is in China for U.S. beef. So when you look at it, uh, you look at it overall, it's a really good situation for us. Yes, China still has to, to live up to, uh, you know, live up to its commitments. And it's not just on the purchase agreement. The purchase agreement, let's be honest, that's kind of window dressing. That's it's kind of, you know, the, the icing on the cake for all of it. But for us, it's it's about living up to all of the, the significant regulatory changes that China needed to make to adopt a more science-based approach uh, to food production and to trade. And so, you know, we're still waiting on a few of those things to be resolved. They, they have met a lot of the deadlines so far, but there are a few outliers that still need to be addressed. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source, 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Two to four centimeters of snow today, wind southeast 20, becoming northwest 20, gusting to 40 this afternoon. The high today, minus 10, blowing snow this evening, the low, minus 21. Wednesday, partly cloudy, wind north 20, the high, minus 18. Tomorrow, wind chill near minus 32, the low, minus 29. Thursday, partly cloudy, 60% chance of flurries, the high, minus 9, the low, minus 12. Friday, partly cloudy, the high, minus 13. 40% chance of evening flurries, the low minus 18. Saturday, cloudy, the high plus 3. 60% chance of evening rain showers or flurries, the low minus 16. Sunday, cloudy, 60% chance of flurries, the high minus 15, the low minus 24. Monday, partly cloudy, the high minus 18. Normal high for this date, minus 7. The normal low is minus 18. The sun rose at 810 this morning. It sets at 615 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Mancota at minus 4. The cold spot up north, Stony Rapids, minus 19. Esteban is minus 14. Saskatoon, minus 12. Swift Current, minus 6. Weyburn, minus 15. Yorkton, minus 14. Regina had some light snow earlier this afternoon, It's minus, but right now it's beautiful sunny skies. Minus 14. That's 7 above Fahrenheit. Winds are from the south at 10. The wind chill right now, minus 20. Humidity is 74%. The barometer dropping, 101.5. Light snow in Moose Jaw, minus 12. Winds are from the northwest at 9. Once again, Regina, beautiful sunny sky and minus 14. That's 7 above Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Get out to an early start on weed control in next year's canola and lentil crop using Group 3 Edge Microactive from Gowan Canada this fall. Edge Microactive, maximize yields today and manage resistance for tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. With the higher price of glyphosate, farmers may be looking to use lower rates this spring. 
A spraying expert indicates it can be done, but there are a number of things to keep in mind. Water quality is an important factor, according to Tom Wolf with Agrometrics Training and Research in Saskatoon. I'm really recommending that everyone test their water this spring. We've just come out of a drought, so water levels have receded. Water quality will likely have changed for ground and surface waters. And hardness that may not have been a problem in the past may become a problem. And the best surfactant or adjuvant, I guess, for hardness with glyphosate is really ammonium sulfate. Uh, it's a well-known product. Uh, it uh, does not antagonize uh, the, the common tank mix partners of glyphosate. The only real caution with ammonium sulfate is uh, solubility, just making sure it's fully dissolved and doesn't cause any plugging issues. Then there's the question of early versus later application. If we look at making the most of your herbicide, then early application is always going to be of some value. That's when the weeds are the smallest. It's when perhaps they haven't been you know, hardened off by dry weather and cuticular formation is still juvenile and the absorption is going to be better. The fear I think of spring early is always that we miss the second flush. You know, should rains come, then, then there's going to be weeds that are uncontrolled. And I think there's plenty of research by Eric and my colleagues in Agriculture Canada and elsewhere that have shown successfully that early removal is still the way to go. The weeds that come up a little bit later are less likely to be very competitive. They may emerge with or after the crop has emerged and therefore the crop has the upper hand in terms of adapting. And they rarely pose as serious a yield threat as other uh, earlier emerging weeds have done. As usual, scouting will be important. It's going to be really important to pay attention to the kind of weeds that are present. Are you looking for grassy weeds or broadleaf weeds? Are they large or small? Because that determines the spray quality. If they are grassy weeds, they're difficult to wet. They present very difficult targets for a spray to hit one or two leaf stage grassy weeds are some of the toughest targets for any spray to hit. You have to have a finer spray to do so. And that again means your window might be narrow because now you're looking for good weather. So to minimize evaporation, minimize drift, that again means productivity. Wolf says it's important not to lower glyphosate rates so much that there are weed escapes, which could lead to herbicide resistance down the road. Tom Wolf made the comments on this month's Wheat Profit Program produced by Haley Tetro, the agronomy extension specialist with the Saskatchewan Wheat Development Commission. A federal plan to reduce fertilizer use on Canadian farms made it to the floor of the House of Commons last week. Many producer groups on the prairies want to be included in any further discussion on the federal proposal. Many say forcing farmers to cut back on the amount of fertilizer they use on crops like wheat and canola will seriously affect yield. Alberta Tory MP Damien Curek questioned Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bebeau in the House of Commons last week. Mr. Speaker, the Liberals are on a campaign against farmers. And recently, yep. they have said they may mandate a reduction in nitrogen fertilizer use by 30%. Yeah, a decision that would inflate food prices, decrease production, break farmers' bottom, bottom lines, and put tremendous pressure on supply chains. Yeah. This proposed mandate is an arbitrary number from a government that is out of touch not only with farmers, but reality. Will the Liberal government today reverse course and scrap this illogical, unscientific, and out-of-touch mandate. Yeah. The Honourable Minister of Agriculture. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. If there's something you can tell us is that we are in touch with the far We're not in touch with farmers. I spend my whole days, week and weekends, talking to farmers. And 
I can assure you, Mr. Speaker, that farmers are on board. Farmers care for the environment, farmers care for their land, farmers care for the water, and they are on board for sustainable agriculture because they, they know this is the right thing to do for them, for the environment, and for their, their consumers. Thank you. A report put together last year by Myers Norris Penny suggested farmers stand to lose $48 billion in income over the next eight years if the government moves ahead with the mandate. At the same time, a different report suggested Canadian farmers could be paying upwards of $180 million in federal carbon taxes by the end of this decade. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com A private member's bill to provide an exemption from the carbon tax for natural gas and propane used for grain drying was introduced in Ottawa last week. The bill was introduced by Ben Lobb, a Southern Ontario Conservative Member of Parliament. It's similar to legislation that died on the order paper last year. Andre Harp is an Alberta farmer and chair of the Grain Growers of Canada. We had Bill C-206 last year that we came so very, very close to being introduced as law. But uh, unfortunately, uh, it was interrupted by a general election. So, you know, this is basically a replacement for that bill. And, uh, you know, we're very happy it's been introduced uh, it's going to take a while to go through the, the, the process. The concept behind the carbon tax is to get the public to change to more environmentally friendly energy options. But Harp says that's not possible for many farmers. There's nothing to change to. Uh, we need natural gas for our grade dryers. We need natural gas to, uh, you know, heat our, our, our shops. And, uh, you know, basically... Uh, in nitrogen, which is you know a, a basic food stock for the, the the food that we grow for you know Canadians, is basically we have nothing that we can change to, and so you know a, a carbon tax doesn't doesn't help. You can't you know we can't change our ways. So uh, you know it's so very important that we need we need to get rid of this. And he also goes on to say... It affects every part of agriculture, and it doesn't matter what we're growing, whether it's tomatoes, calves, whether it's the dairy industry, or you know, whether it's a grain farmer. It, it affects us all equally. So, you know, it's, it's an irregressive tax. Like, it doesn't help us at all. A long list of farm organizations have issued comments in support of the private member's bill, including the Canadian Cattlemen's Association, the Canada Pork Council, the Canadian Horticultural Council, the Chicken Farmers of Canada, the Canadian Canola Growers, and the Agriculture Carbon Alliance. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. With new inventory arriving daily, they'll find a vehicle that fits your agriculture lifestyle. Proudly serving southern Saskatchewan for over 60 years. See Nelson GM today. Grain prices were mixed in early trading. Viterra prices for canola fell 3.30 at 9.14.82. One red spring wheat went up 8.05 at 4.29.97. The rest were unchanged. Durham 5.51.16. Feed barley 3.77.37. Flax 1094.92, oats 551.53, yellow peas 635.89, feed wheat 261.65. At Minneapolis, March spring wheat fell 22 and three quarter cents at 9.43 and a quarter cent a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the source 620 CKRM. 
The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. Now the latest quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of February 15th. Our last regular sale is on February 2nd. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.63 cents to $0.73. Cents. D3 cows sold from $0.55 cents to $0.62. Cents. Good butcher bulls sold from $0.98 cents to $1.08. We had a pre-sorted calf sale here on Valentine's Day. 500 to 550 pound steers averaged $2.38. It sold up to $2.50. 550 to 600 pound steers averaged $2.28. It sold up to $2.39. 600 to 650 pound steers averaged $2.16. It sold up to $2.26. 650 to 700 pound steers averaged $2.06. It sold up to $2.22. 700 to 800 pound steers averaged $1.97. It sold up to $2.08. 800 to 900 pound steers averaged $1.89. It sold up to $1.96. And steers over 900 pounds averaged $1.76 and sold up to $1.86. Heifers were 20 to 30 cents back from the steers. Some of the highlights from the sale were a load of 500-pound grasser steers at $2.50 a pound, a group of 550-pound black steers at $2.39 a pound, a load of 600-pound black steers at $2.26 a pound, a load of 650-pound black steers at $2.15 a pound. A load of 700-pound black steers at $2.08 a pound. A load of 770-pound Angus steers at $1.96 a pound. A load of 910-pound exotic steers at $1.85 a pound. And a group of 990-pound exotic steers at $1.80 a pound. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. The market that gets cattle and the prices, too. And the latest Saskatchewan pork prices, two hundred four ninety one per CK. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. Cultivator, powered by Conexus, is pointing to successful efforts to start up high-tech companies in Saskatchewan. The incubator manager of Cultivator, Jordan McFarlane, says there's more distribution of high-growth companies, founders staying in Saskatchewan to launch and grow companies, and an increase in venture capital investments for Saskatchewan startups. He points to several major milestones since Cultivator was launched in 2019. Cultivator companies have generated $14 million in revenue, raised $23 million in private capital, obtained over $23 million in public funding, and created over 300 jobs. One big success has been ag tech company Precision AI, raising over $20 million of private and public funding to change the future of precision agriculture. Last year, Cultivator launched a venture capital-backed ag tech accelerator, a first of its kind in Canada. The accelerator brings both agriculture and technology together to accelerate the growth of Canada's top ag tech companies with the first set-up effort next month. On the markets, the TSX is up 107 points to 21,459. The Dow has risen 410 points to 34,976. Oil is down 343 to 9203 per barrel. The Canadian dollar is down 11 one-hundredths of a cent at 78.42 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the on-demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. 
Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.